Hey, hey, how you doing? Uh, Phil, are you guys good with brakes? We're okay. Just okay? We got a saying here. The brakes don't stop it, something will. That's not a real saying. It is around here. I wrote it. Just okay is not okay. First tattoo? Yeah. Relax, amigo, it's gonna look okay. Only okay? No worries, boss. I'm one of the tattoo artists in the city. You mean one of the best tattoo artists in the city, right? Something like that, yeah. Uh, aren't you supposed to draw it first? Stay in your lane, bro. Just okay is not okay. Have you ever worked for Dr. Francis? Oh yeah, he's okay. Just okay? Guess who just got reinstated? Well, not officially. Nervous? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Don't worry about it, we'll figure it out. I'll see you in there. Just okay is not okay. Just okay is not okay. Better than okay. Say that with me. Better than okay. Hello, Cathedral family. It's so good to see you this weekend as we start this new year. And I'm believing that 2019 is going to be a year that is better than okay. Can somebody say amen? <laughs> Hallelujah. Because we serve a God who's better than okay. And God has a love for you that's better than okay. And God has a purpose for you that is better than okay. Life is too short to settle just for okay. In 2019, we are believing for, we're standing for, we're praying for a year that is better than okay. Can somebody say amen? In fact, I'm going to invite you to pray a prayer with me. Now, you find this prayer in the Bible. It's tucked away in one of the books of the Old Testament. And if you're looking for just an okay year, then you better stay away from this prayer. But if you want a year that's better than okay, this is the kind of prayer that, well, we need to pray. In fact, Wherever you're at on campus, those watching online sites around the Bay Area, I'm going to invite you to stand with me. Everybody, let's read this prayer together. You'll see it on your outline, and you can also see it up on the screens. Would you say it with me? Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called him Jabez, saying, because I bore him in pain. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. Can we give God praise for his word? Amen. Thank you, God, for your word. It's a prayer of blessing, of increase, of power, a new identity, a new season. Are you ready for a new year that is better than okay? I want that to get in your spirit. In fact, I'm going to invite you to do something with me. I really want this to get in your spirit. I'm going to ask you a question. Are you okay? 
And when I ask that question, I'm going to invite you to answer. It's our declaration of faith today. Answer this way. I'm better than okay. <laughs> Cathedral of Faith, are you okay? Cathedral of Faith, are you okay? I'm okay. Oh, before you're seated, tell somebody, I'm better than okay. Go ahead. I'm better than okay. Better than okay. Let that get in your spirit today. Let that be your declaration of faith for this new year. As we look at this prayer, we see that it is a prayer of blessing. The prayer starts out this way. Jabez says, oh, God, that you would bless me indeed. I need your blessing. Bless me indeed. Let me pause for a moment. And on behalf of my brother, my mom, and our entire family, I want to thank you for all of the love and the support and the encouragement and the cards and the prayers that you have given to us over this last month as my dad went home to be in heaven. Your support and love has just been overwhelming. I've always said the cathedral family is the greatest church family in all the world, and you really are. Can we give God praise for our church family? We have a wonderful family, Cathedral. I love you, I love you, I love you. And I learned so many lessons from my dad. One of the big takeaways from my dad is the importance of the blessing of God. That back in the 50s, my dad was pastoring a thriving church in Kansas City. And God opened the door for him to come to San Jose. And if you ask my dad, how sure were you? Were you 100% sure that you were supposed to leave Kansas City and come to San Jose? He would say, well, I wasn't 100% sure. Are you ever 100% sure about anything? He would say, I was 70, 80% sure that I was supposed to come to San Jose. But one thing I was sure of was this. That if I came to San Jose, I would need the blessing of God. Because his peers were saying, Kenny Foreman, don't go to San Jose. The Bay Area is a graveyard for churches. Even in the 60s, they were saying that about the Bay Area. It's a graveyard for churches. Don't go to San Jose. And yet my dad was willing to take that step of faith as long as he knew that the favor of God was with him. And he prayed this kind of prayer, God, I'll go wherever you want me to go as long as your blessing is with me. And when he would look back at what God had done in San Jose over these past 50 years, he would say to me, Ken, isn't it amazing? It's all because of the blessing of God. My dad would not take any credit for himself. He would give all the glory and honor to God. He would say the cathedral of faith, God has made it a target of his favor. Amen. Expanded in every decade over the past five decades. And he would, all, he would always say, 
It has to do with the favor of God. The blessing of God is what makes the difference. And that's why as we move into this new year, we don't move in with a sense of self-sufficiency or prideful independence. Instead, we say, God, we need your blessing. We have to have your blessing. We don't want to leave here today unless we know that your blessing is upon us. There's a story in the Old Testament that I talk about strange and mysterious. It's in the very first book of the Bible. It's about a man by the name of Jacob who has a wrestling match with a stranger, only to find out that the stranger is God. A wrestling match with God? Think about it. What was it like? In this corner, right? (laughs) Standing at six foot two, 250 pounds. It's the master of disaster. It's the killer of Canaan. It's the dragon of deceit. It's Jacob. (laughs) And in this corner, you have God. A wrestling match with God. Who do you think is going to win that match? And then we're surprised when we see it looks like Jacob is going to win the match. Even though he's playing hurt, he holds on tightly to God. And God says, let me go. And Jacob says this. I will not let you go unless you bless me. And that is what God had been waiting to hear. Because all his life, Jacob had been chasing, chasing after what he wanted, chasing after what he needed. He had been chasing after the blessing without chasing after God. So what does God do? God loves Jacob so much that God chases after Jacob and picks a fight with Jacob because he wants to get Jacob back on the right course. And when Jacob prays, God, I will not let you go until you bless me, God had been waiting for Jacob to say that because God wanted to bless Jacob but Jacob had to want the blessing of God let me say that again God wanted to bless Jacob but Jacob had to want the blessing of God God wants to bless you can somebody say amen but we have to want the blessing of God. We have to put ourselves in position to receive. Sometimes we think, well, God's going to do whatever he's going to do anyway. But that's not always how the blessing of God works. The Bible says you have not because you ask not. And what if this year we put ourselves in position to receive? That every day we wake up 
and we say, God, we need your blessing this day. We want your blessing this day. We have to have your blessing this day. God, we leave the specifics up to you. All we know is that we want all of your blessing. We don't want a quarter of it. We don't want half of it. We don't want three quarters of it. Everything, God, that you want us to have, we ask you to bless us this day. This year, we don't want to live on the north side of town, the south side of town, the west side of town, or the east side of town. This year, we want to live on the blessed side of town. Amen? That is where we're living this year. Can somebody say amen? It's a prayer blessing. Like Cathedral of Faith, are you okay? <laughs> Cathedral of Faith, are you okay? <laughs> oh, it's starting to get in your spirit. God wants to bless you. Put yourself in position to receive. And then that brings us to the next part of the prayer. The next part of the prayer has to do with increase. Increase. Look at what Jabez says. He says, oh, that you would bless me indeed. And enlarge my territory. Enlarge my territory. I, I found this one picture of a dog and a bone. You can see it right up here. <laughs> that dog has a big appetite. And Jabez had a big appetite. He had a big ambition. He has property. But he's asking God to bless him with more property, to enlarge his territory. Because what that would mean is more responsibility, more opportunity, and more influence. Let me ask you a question. If after church you and I were over at Starbucks having a cup of coffee and I asked you, what would it mean for God to enlarge your territory? How would you answer? To give you more responsibility here, more opportunity there more influence or have you settled in and said ah things are okay you know the fence where it's at it's it's okay the property that i have it's okay or is there a divine dissatisfaction in you where you're ambitious for more more responsibility, more opportunity, more influence that you want to live. Well, you want to maximize the one and only life you have for his kingdom and for his glory. More territory, amen. More territory. More. Say that with me. More. See, ambition sometimes gets a bad rap, but ambition is a basic God-given instinct that you have it's what drives us and moves us without ambition there would be no progress at all now if ambition gets going in the wrong direction it takes you to bad places but when it's going in the right direction God's put that on the inside of you so that you can have more responsibility more opportunity and more influence for his kingdom and for his glory more territory. What would that look like for you? One of the New Year's resolutions I have is that I want to take my grandson fishing and I want to actually catch some fish this time. <laughs> it's a resolution I have. 
I heard about these two guys that went fishing. And here they are at the lake, and they're standing next to each other. And one guy, he throws out his line, and oh, he catches a fish. It's a nice big bass. And he takes it off the line, and he throws it back into the water. And his buddy watches this and thinks, well, that's, that's nice. He wants to put the fish back in the water. And, and then it happens again. The guy catches another big fish, and he throws it back in the water. And it happens one more time. He catches another big fish, throws it back in the water. And then he catches this little tiny fish. He takes it off the line, and he puts it in his bucket. And it happens again. Little tiny fish takes it off the line, puts it in the bucket. Little tiny fish off the line, puts it in the bucket. By this time, his buddy can't stand it anymore. And he says, what are you doing? You're catching these big fish and throwing them back in the lake. And you're catching these tiny fish and putting them in the bucket to take home. What is that all about? And the man said, well, I only have a 10-inch frying pan at home. (laughs) And some of you, as you're entering into this new year, have a 10-inch frying pan. And God wants you to take a bigger frying pan into this year because God has bigger fish for you to fry. Hallelujah! Bigger fish for you to fry. More territory. Well, I'll tell you, God continues to answer that prayer for us as a church in amazing ways. More territory. I I think about when it comes to property, trying to acquire property in the Bay Area, you know what prices are? I mean, for a church to be able to acquire more property so that you can establish more beachheads to have more influence in the community, it's like parting the Red Sea. But recently, the Red Sea just parted. Let me say that again. The Red Sea just parted. Let me say it one more time. The Red Sea just parted. And someone graciously donated a piece of property to the church down in the city of Gilroy. We have been remodeling the campus. And last weekend was the first service in the new building. The Red Sea just parted. And we have a greater opportunity for influence and impact in South County. Hallelujah! In fact, watch the screens and let's get ready to celebrate. Hey, Cathedral family, as we welcome in this 2019 of Increase, it is such a great pleasure to introduce you to the increase we have in Gilroy. So come with me, let's meet Pastor Kent, our Gilroy campus pastor. We are grateful for God's provision and increasing our territory, not only to have a place to gather, but to serve and minister to the community. We are also grateful to the Cathedral family for helping us renovate this building in time for our third anniversary. Please pray for us as we have our grand opening next Sunday, January 20th, 10 a.m. So 2019 is the year's increase all over Cathedral in your life, and we're so grateful for the increase that's going to happen here at Gilroy. 
increased compassion as we've partnered with Second Harvest Food Bank to touch more people in the community. Increase in healing as we believe this is a place where God's healing will happen. Increased territory in all of our lives. Let's put our hands together and give God thanks and praise for increase. Amen. 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 More territory. Bigger fish to fry. Can somebody say amen? Oh, friend, my prayers. We move into this new year. God, give us more territory. Because it's not okay. Human trafficking in the Bay Area is not okay. Poverty in the Bay Area is not okay. Racism in the Bay Area is not okay. And as long as there's one child who's going to bed hungry, our prayer has to be, God, give us more territory. As long as there's one family living in a car on the streets, our prayer has to be, God, give us more territory. As long as there's one person who doesn't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, our prayer as a church has to be, God, give us more territory, more influence, more opportunity, more responsibility for your kingdom and for your glory. And all God's people said, amen. Let's give God praise. Hallelujah. I'm believing that for you. That God's going to give you more territory. Cathedral of Faith, are you okay? Well, it's getting in your spirit. I can hear it building. Well, this prayer next moves on to, well, it's a prayer about power. The Bible says, Jabez prays this way, Oh, that you would bless me indeed, enlarge my territory, and that your hand would be with me. The hand of God. NASA Sometime back, they used this nuclear telescope and they capture an image of a star that is over 17,000 miles, uh, light year miles away. And boy, all the particles and the clouds, and there was a glow to it, and it created this specific image. In fact, if you look carefully at the image, it looks like a hand. And NASA called this image the hand of God. How cool is that? What does the hand of God look like? When God reaches out his hand and the Red Sea parts. I heard about this little boy who went to Sunday school. And he came home that day and his mom asked him, what did you learn in Sunday school? And the boy said, it was amazing. We learned how God sent Moses on a rescue mission behind enemy lines to save the people. And then Moses got the engineers together and they built a pontoon bridge across the sea. And then after they crossed, Moses radioed headquarters and they sent bombers to blow up the bridge and the people were safe. And the mom said, are you sure that's what you learned in Sunday school? And the boy said, mom, if I told you what the teacher said, you would never believe it. (laughs) Not a chance. When the Red Sea parted and the people crossed, 
They began to sing a song, and this is what they said. Your right hand, Lord, was majestic in power. Your right hand, Lord, it shattered the enemy. That it was the hand of God that parted the Red Sea. The hand of God in the Bible is another way of referring to the power of God. It was the power of God that parted the Red Sea. Now, it's interesting. God told Moses to stretch out his hand. The hand of Moses could not part the Red Sea. But when Moses stretched out his hand and God stretched out his hand, that is when the Red Sea parted. And that is the way miracles happen. When you do what God has called you to do and stretch out your hand, God will do what only he can do and stretch out his hand. That's when the Red Sea parted and a miracle is on the way. Are you ready for a miracle in 2019? Knowing that There is a divine hand that we can take hold of, makes all the difference in the world as we enter this new year. One of my favorite books, I read it many years ago and read it to my kids. It's called Gifted Hands. And it was written by a doctor who grew up in inner city Detroit in poverty with a single mom. And he overcame the challenges to become one of the premier neurosurgeons in the world. In fact, he was the very first neurosurgeon to take apart twins that had been joined at the head. You can even see a picture of those twins as they're teenagers now. An amazing man. It's an amazing journey. And in the book, he talks about his mom. It's not easy being in a single parent. And his mom was discouraged, having all kinds of challenges. But he said a turning point for his mom and a turning point for their family is when a person of faith showed up and had a conversation with his mom. And he describes that conversation this way. He said, then along came Mary Thomas with what seemed like a single ray of hope. She said, there's another source of strength and the strength can be yours. These were exactly the words my mom needed. There's another source of strength, and this strength can be yours. Somebody needs to hear that today. Because when you came to church, just being real, when you came to church, your hands are tired. Did you know that sociologists have found 75% of people who make New Year's resolutions give them up by the end of the first month. Because willpower will only take you so far. Your hands alone will only take you so far. If you go into 2019 just with your hands, well, there's not much hope. Things will just be okay. But when you know that there is another hand, the hand of God, When you take hold of the hand of God, hallelujah, God can give you strength. 
And as a single parent, you can parent those kids, or you can break that addiction, or you can get out of debt, or you can manage your anger when you take your hand and you place it together with the hand of God. That is when the Red Sea parts and miracles happen. Hallelujah to God. That's what we're praying for in 2019. Cathedral of Faith, are you okay? Boy, it's getting in your spirit. I can sense it. God's building our faith for this coming year. And that brings us to the last part of the prayers. We wind things up. I want everybody to lock in right here because this is so very important. The last part of the prayer has to do with identity. Identity. Jabez prays, Oh, that you would bless me indeed, enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. I may not cause pain. Say that with me. I may not cause pain. Now catch this. The name Jabez actually means pain. When he was born, there was a lot of pain. Now, every birth is painful, and all the moms in the audience said, but apparently, when he was born, it was off the charts. I've heard that there are three kinds of pain. There's pain, there's excruciating pain, and then there's stepping on a Lego pain. (laughs) And that's really tough. In fact, they captured a picture of a shark right up here, a rare image of a shark stepping on a Lego. You can see that that hurts. And apparently when he's born, there's so much pain that the parents decide to name him Pain. Imagine that. Do you know anybody whose name is Pain? Do you know anybody who is a Pain? Are you sitting next to somebody who is a Pain? Don't don't raise your hands at that. I mean, what were his parents thinking? We are going to name you. Well, other kids, they're named, you know, Faith and Hope and Charity, but not you. We're going to name you Pain. You're the one who brings the pain. Were they wanting him to be a middle linebacker? I mean, imagine his world. In the 70s, when I was growing up, there was a song by Johnny Cash called A Boy Named Sue. Imagine being a boy named pain on social media oh oh here comes the jabez lol every time he heard his name every time he said his name it reminded him of an earthly identity pain you are the one who brings pain this defines who you are And yet Jabez would not let an earthly name define who he was. He believed that God was greater than his name. Can somebody say amen? Amen. And that God could give him a better future as one who didn't bring the pain. He believed that his history did not have to determine his destiny, that his past did not have to determine his future. That yes, my name 
may be pain, but I believe that God is greater than my name. And that God can, well, God can help me to overcome my name. And I can be someone who brings blessing. And I can be someone who brings joy. And I can be someone who brings healing. God can give me a new identity. Hallelujah to God. That's what God can do. That's what he prayed for. And somebody needs to know that today. You really do. Because as we move into this new year, there's a name you carry. There is. I don't know what your history is. I don't. But there's a name you're carrying into this new year. It may be failure. It may be loser. It may be mistake. I don't know what that name is, but here's what I do know. Your history does not have to determine your destiny. And God can give you a new identity. You can leave here with a new identity. Jabez prays, keep me from evil that I may not cause pain. Because evil always causes pain. Evil always, always causes pain. I, I think about one mom, how much pain she was in. Back in the early days of the church, there was a precious mom who was a part of the church, but she was in so much pain. Because she had a daughter whose name was Karen, and Karen wasn't a part of the church. Karen was a part of the Manson family. Now, if you've been around California for any amount of time, you've probably heard of the notorious Manson family. And she was living up in San Francisco with this family. And that was bringing so much pain to the mom. Because if you have a child who is in that kind of situation, it just destroys you. It breaks your heart. Unless you've had a child in that situation, it's hard to describe how much pain she was in. But thanks be to God, this mom was a praying mom. Can somebody say amen? amen. Thank God for praying moms. And this mom continued to pray for her daughter. She knew that God hadn't given up on her daughter. And she did not give up on her daughter. She prayed and prayed and prayed. And when the Manson family relocated to Southern California to commit that atrocious murder, the daughter didn't go with them. Instead, the daughter stayed in the Bay Area. And not long after that, that daughter came to a church service like you're in today. My dad gave an invitation, and she received Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior. Hallelujah! She left the Manson family and became part of the family of God. Amen. And the amazing thing is, if you run into Karen today, she's on staff where a friend of mine is the pastor. And now instead of bringing pain, she's bringing people to Jesus. See, God can give you a new identity. Amen. Cathedral of Faith. Are you guys okay? Are you okay? 
starting to get in your spirit. Everybody stand with me for a moment. I want you to lock in. Really begin to anticipate that this can be a year that's better than okay. Close your eyes with me for just a moment. If you would say, Pastor Ken, those watching online, you'd say, Pastor Ken, today I need to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I need to put my faith and trust in Him. I need to surrender my life to Christ. I've been running from God, but God loves me enough. He's chasing after me. And today, I want to surrender my life to Jesus. Slip up your hand real high. And I want to agree with you that today's your day. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Today's your day. All over the audience, today's your day. Pastor Vaughn's going to lead us in a little chorus. And as we sing it together, again, let faith begin to build in your heart for this new year. Pastor Vaughn, would you lead us? All things through you, make all things new, and God will follow you forward. You make all things through this, you make all things new, and God this prayer with me Jabez it's his prayer let's declare it together everybody let's bring ourselves before God and put ourselves in position to receive would you say it with me all that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil that I may not cause pain. Can we give God praise? We serve an amazing God who loves us and is for us. Hallelujah. <laughs> Cathedral of Faith, are you okay today? Wow, you guys have it.